and welcome to another edition of the First and Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. Uh, we are recording today's podcast on a Friday, Ryan, after a rash of news. Can you believe it? Things are happening. People are moving in and out. There's there's some clarity, some things to, to maybe even get excited about. Dare, dare I even say it? Well, first of all, welcome to Casa O'Halloran. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Friendly confines. Um <laughs> I think things are settling down. Um, you have the head coaching search, and then, okay, that's one wave. Find that guy. And then the next wave is coordinators and starting to decide, okay, who will Vic Fangio keep? Uh, who will we hire as a coordinator? Who we hire as a position coach? And you start doing the connections. Okay, what's his, you know, what's his past with these, with these people? So now, now you go into Senior Bowl week. I think now they get into their bunker a little bit. First up, they got to review what they've inherited, and then they go into free agency and then really head, uh, you know, knee deep into the draft. Well, let's lead off today's podcast uh, talking about the coordinators. So I think among all of this news that has been going on recently, this is what Broncos country really wants to dissect and understand. And and here are two guys uh, who really complete this Italian uh, trifecta, Ryan. I know all the jokes have been made on Twitter already, but. I mean, many of them poor. <laughs> many of them poor, but uh, Fangio, Donatel, Skane, Guerrero. We practiced a few times yeah. before we started there. But what do you make of this group? And maybe let's start with Donatel quickly because, as we've discussed before, Fangio's going to call the plays, but you got to have a DC and you got to have someone who maybe compliments Fangio, I think, in a perfect scenario, right? What do you think Donatel brings to the staff that, that they maybe need? I mean, this, this one was the easiest dot or two to connect. I guess you got to connect two dots. Um, you know, I, I speculated about it the day Vic was hired. You know, Donatel was has been his secondary coach for eight straight years, and then with the Niners and the Bears, his contract was up in Chicago. So that made a lot of sense. Where I think it it's good for Vic is yes, he's going to be calling the plays, but don't be so uh, you know self confident enough that you don't have to hire a coordinator. You still need guys during the week to coach your position coaches because this head coach is a different job. Donatel is third time with the Broncos. He was secondary coach under Mike Shanahan and Josh McDaniels. So, you know, he knows the tradition of the organization, but also he knows how to coach DBs. And that's what this, this team has to start doing. They have to start developing some of the young guys they've drafted over the years, help Justin Simmons get to a next step, help Isaac Yadam progress into maybe a starting role in his second year. So I thought that was a, a key hire. And that was, you know, in, uh, you know, a hire that made 100% sense. Right. And a hire that maybe makes sense in a lot of ways, but is a lot less certain in terms of what we expect, what's going to happen. Uh, that's the OC, Rich Scangarello. I'm working on a Sunday story as uh, really as we speak in the parking lot before I'm heading into Ryan's house here, talk to a couple um, of his former colleagues to kind of break down the tree this guy comes from, this unique path of, of being a 40-year-old intern sleeping in a, a, a friend's basement essentially to get a shot in the NFL. And now he's got it, Ryan. But as I mentioned in the lead off here's a guy where there's a lot of questions first time play caller only two years i think with the 49ers and a kind of a revolving door quarterback situation where they were successful but you just wonder kind of what that longevity brings in to a bigger role into a role where the broncos are really going to count on this guy i mean what, what do you make of, of their decision to go there um i mean it's it's interesting because 
know, because he hasn't done the play calling part. Uh, he had one year at Oakland as a assistant quarterback coach, one year with Atlanta as a quality control, and last two years in San Francisco. But my question for Vic Fangio will be, what did you like about the 49ers offense when you played them in December that that's, that gave you some problems and also, hey, you know, I want to tap into that Kyle Shanahan philosophy. Uh, you know, that's a Sean McVay, that's a Mike Shanahan, that's a Matt LaFleur now. So that, you know, the, the branches are, are growing. Um, with Rich, it's, it's uh, I mean, you talk about a rags to riches story. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's, uh, it's American dream football. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been a lot of places, but now it's a meteoric rise. And now he could be involved with drafting a quarterback in the first round. He could be involved in signing a veteran if they move on from Keenum. So, it, uh, you know, the thing is, okay, they've surrounded himself with Mike Munchak, offensive line coach, been in his league for four decades. Okay, that'll probably help his transition. Uh, they retained Curtis Mockins and Zach Azani, running backs and receivers coach respectively. That should uh, give him a head start on what this team has personnel-wise. So, it uh, it was somebody that wasn't on my initial list. I thought they would probably go the experienced offensive coordinator route, uh, but they settled on this guy, and as soon as they got permission, the ball was rolling. He was the only guy they interviewed. One thing I'm curious about, Ryan, is the lead-up to the head coaching search. We listened to John Elway say, we have to be thorough, cast a wide net, make sure we do it better this time. With these assistants, it seems a lot more quick trigger. And I know maybe that process is different. The candidate pool is different. But what do you make of sort of the Broncos identifying their guy and saying, all right, this is it, as opposed to say, hey, well, let's talk to several guys and and figure out which one we like the best. Well, I'm sure they did have a list at the end of the season saying, okay. And and I'm sure when they talked to Vic Fangio, you know, he provided a, a depth chart of his choices. But as the week moved on, jobs some of those guys may have taken jobs. So you don't want to say uh, Scangarello was a fallback guy, but the fact that he was requested the day after Vic got hired, I think that's right, yeah. then interviewed you know, and hired less than a week later, clearly that was somebody that was on Vic's radar. But you know, in, in John's defense, you know, I thought they were thorough with the head coaching search. Once you get beyond five, I think you're chasing your tail a little yeah. bit. You know, they really interviewed three a couple years ago. But, you know, I I would give Elway a, a hat tip because, you know, clearly these are some of Vic Fangio's choices, guys he's familiar with. You know, the tight ends coach, Wade Harmon, who worked with Scangarello in Atlanta. Okay, that's Rich's hire. So, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, before this started, well, Elway's going to dictate who's running the st- or who's being the hired by the staff. Clearly, that's not the case, or else Gary Kubiak would be your offensive coordinator right now. <laughs> right. And Ryan, uh, the staff is filling up quickly. You mentioned some guys uh, who've already been hired as assistant coaches. Are there any assistant coach jobs that haven't been filled, or ones that have sort of been filled that you're curious about? I mean, when you look at how this is set up so far, with which guys are in charge of which positions, um, you know, I think of Reggie Herring, a guy who, you know, is still on the staff technically, it seems. He hasn't been connected to any other jobs. But the Broncos come in and hire an outside linebackers coach. I mean, what do you make of, of, of that room and, and maybe something else that, that that's caught your eye? Well I think I think, you know, the fact I think Bill Kohler will be back at defensive line, Reggie Herring will be back with inside linebackers because remember when we watched practice this year, Herring was always working with the inside linebackers only. So I think they felt like they needed to split that group up 
and give Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Jeff Holland, you know, a guy that can really hone in with their work. Um, so that made sense because it was sort of overlooked last year. With Kolar, you know, he's working with defensive tackles and ends. They haven't officially named him back yet. But I, the only the only thing right now is quarterback coach. What's Mike Sullivan's status? Is Skangarola going to try and bring in one of his own guys? And then also, like, you know, last year they had two defensive back coaches, so will they hire an assistant DB coach? Or will Donatel help that group out more than a usual coordinator would? So, you know, right now the only the only major one left to decide is quarterbacks coach. Then after that you'll see some hires uh, for assistant position coaches, quality control, that kind of stuff. And as we sort of wrap this up, we appreciate you guys listening to the first in orange today. Uh, Ryan, slap a grade on this thing, because it seems like online it's been celebrated from coast to coast with what the Broncos have done so far, even with so many other teams going, young offensive head coaches, Perrin Fangio with a young offensive mind, and also a veteran guy in Munchak. It seems like it all adds up pretty well, but anything you're concerned about on the whole? And, and like I said, g- give me that grade. Um... A plus. <laughs> um, I'll give I'll give it I'll give it a B. But I, on Twitter, a reader brought up a good point the other day to me. This time a year ago, Bill Musgrave was being celebrated. Yeah. Hey, new offense, new ideas, score more points. <laughs> yeah. It's a flavor of the year thing. I would expect these coordinators to be rubber stamped by everybody. That's just the way it is. Um, you know, it is a it is a you know it's a good grade because. It's Vic's guys. These are his decisions. And I think that's a, you know, when John always said at the hiring press conference, hey, we got to build this thing from the foundation up. That means taking a look at everything. Whatever you did the last couple yeah. of years has not worked. That includes maybe pigeonholing some guys on the staff. So the only concern I'd have, I've got two concerns. One with Vic Fangio, this is a big job. Yeah. Um, how will he be able to manage all of the stuff that goes along with being a head coach while still being one of the best defensive play callers in pro football. Second part is Scangarello. What will that transition be like upstairs, downstairs? You know, young quarterback, old quarterback. So, you know, will he will he be able to find his legs as a play caller? Will he be able to get into that rhythm quickly? But, you know, if I look at the other side, you're hired, you know, first-time head coach, first-time offensive coordinator. To me, that reeks of, hey, they take a step back this year, take two steps forward in 2020, and that's fine because right now you're just running in place and maybe running down, uh, running uphill. So, you know, maybe having these guys learn on the job this year while winning some games could be the best recipe for 2020. And, of course, something we'll talk about, there will be some quarterbacks available in 2020, which will make the Broncos' decision-making even more interesting if next season seems to lean toward a tank job as opposed to what we saw this season, which was sort of a a feisty surge towards the end, but ultimately just not a great football team. I'll say this, Ryan, I am excited to talk to these guys in person. No offense to Joe Woods or Bill Musgrave, but not the greatest interviews in in the entire world, not the most lively, uh, lively guys, but so to get some fresh blood for us, I, I'm looking forward to that. You, you are too, I'm sure, yeah, right? Yeah, I think Vic will be good too. I mean, yeah, uh, and I thought he was good at his opening press conference. You know, he's gonna, you know, monotone, but it was better when I was listening to the tape when I got home, saying, okay, this is some good stuff. I'll take that, 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 and I, you know, I couldn't use some of the good stuff too. So uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how Vic grows into that role of having to talk. 
five times a week yep. instead of one time a week. Definitely. Going to be a, a fun season to cover, a lot to discuss moving forward. So keep it with the First and Orange podcast. On that, I'll sign out for Ryan. We appreciate you guys uh, listening in today. Of course, you can subscribe to all of our digital content at denverpost.com. Even get that print product sent right to your front door. And we will see you next time.